I'm the controlling older brother. You got the younger sister who acts like a baby. And it's like, wait a minute. She's a professional with a higher degree than all of us is like, <laughs> I'm like a fucking idiot. Why do we fall back into our old roles? Because if it's tense in the room, I need to make everyone laugh. It's what I have to fucking do. That's my role. Everybody laugh. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> monkey. Okay. So okay. let's so, yeah. record the intro now. Just so what is Milkless? Because we, I think we start with a name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Milkless. Hey, welcome. Hey, 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 Milkless. Call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt, Max, coming at you. What if that's it? <laughs> that's our first take. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about visiting your extended family because it's topical. A lot of us are about to do it. It should be a great source of fun and joy. It often, for many people, is not. We're going to talk about what we've done to try to make it feel that way. And remember that, like, hey, these are the people we love, even when they drive us crazy. Here we go. All right, Matt, today we're talking about the extended family visit. We're talking about grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins. Come on. All right, I'm going to start it off with a quick question for you, Matt. What is the proper amount of time for an extended family visit, either them coming and staying in your house or you going to stay in their house? Well, I got to say, and this is perhaps shallow, but I think it depends as much on the quality of the lodging as the quality of the people. (laughs) Okay. Even with the best people, you need a little time to yourself. With my parents, we go visit them in Colorado every summer And so does my brother and his family. We haven't been able to line it up yet. But my brother and I were talking once and we kind of just realized that everyone had arrived at the same general number of days that it was fun to all be in that house. Survey says? Three to five. And while we are there, those three to five days are fucking exceptional. I'm very lucky. I like my parents and I really like my in-laws a lot. So any ribbing that we'll have and for the rest of the episode should come within that context. But it's just like hard to live in somebody else's house or to have somebody live in your house for a long time. My mom says something like, uh, visitors are kind of like fish. They all start to stink after two days. <laughs> so she, she, gets the, she gets the fuck out. But here's the thing. There's also differences in how they interact. Like we can go to my in-law's house and stay for a week, no problem, because it's almost like it's like a secondary home for us. Like even though they live across the country, thousands of miles away, or they might take the kids to the playground for an hour or two and then, you know, not see them till dinner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whereas my family, I think, cause we, I don't know. My, my family has this thing where we are like hanging out. <laughs> what are we all doing together yeah, 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 all yeah, the yeah, time? Yeah. And it's so yeah. fun, but you are exhausted after hanging out with my family. It's like, we're waking up, we're having coffee. We're having deep discussions, conversations, challenging. We like unpacking stuff. What are you talking about? Y'all are all talkers, aren't you? Yeah. And both my parents were like journalists. So it's like, oh, so tell us about this milkless thing. <laughs> We'd spend an hour long talking about the the title of the podcast and it would be a great discussion. Yeah. But if you're your wife, at what point is that discussion no longer interesting and perhaps something you're present for out of politeness. Well, also, yeah, my wife is not used to that level of nonstop conversation. Yeah. I think my wife, who is more introverted than I am, gets a little bit... My family isn't quite all the way that way, but we like 
there is a lot of togetherness. But some of that, and this is the reason I was kind of joking earlier when I said some of it depends on the quality of the lodging. But my wife's parents live on 300 acres with a lake and horses and seven dogs and a four-wheeler. And the work that my wife's mom has to do during the day is like, I got to get on the tractor and go put out hay. And my six-year-old can just ride along. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fucking wonderland. And so there we can stay for two weeks. And it's not because we like get along better with their parents. We get along great with their parents and they're super helpful with the kids. But my parents are great with the kids. Uh, my mom, especially now as as my eldest has gotten older, she kind of like, she, and she would tell you this. So she's not going to, this isn't going to hurt her feelings, but they need to get a little older before my mom clicks in with them. Yeah. But that has really happened. So they're all helpful, but the circumstances of going to my wife's house are just like, yeah. No, that's true. And then also just just thinking about some grandparents are better with babies. Some are better with right. you know two to four. Some are better with older kids. Your mom is probably similar to my mom, a little more you know cerebral and likes playing word games and Trivial Pursuit and Monopoly, mm-hmm. and doesn't have intense patience for the gaslighting psychosis of a three and a half year old. <laughs> <laughs> like, like where I, you know. She's like, when is this child going to grow up and like, uh, you know, be able to debate me on politics? Will you get your shit together, kid? <laughs> um, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, also just to draw the, you know, the distinction is like not all grandparents are the same. Not all people are the same. And I think this is something I've learned now that we're, you know, around 40 here. I used to think everyone was the same. And everyone was like me. Was like you, yeah. Uh, but then you even moved to, why can't you be more like this other person? Why can't you be more like my grandparents or mm-hmm. this or that? The best thing that I've done with extended family visits is realizing the dynamic, understanding who everybody is and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, in the family, when we were younger, I was very somewhat controlling, making sure everyone was successful and healthy and doing well and I was a go-getter. So I wanted everybody to be a go-getter, telling everybody the best way to do stuff. Let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to <laughs> chew it. <laughs> Is that Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Yeah. Yeah. You make a sale, this whole place sticks with your farts for a week. Yeah. What a big man you are. Yeah. How much you've ingested. Let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. No, so good. On. Yeah. Matt Matt and I did uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross senior year. We produced it and acted in it. Shelly the Machine Levine and Ricky Roma. We just took like six of our friends and asked the school to give us a theater. And we sold out like three or four shows. It was amazing. I would do depraved things to have that kind of free time again. Someday. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So, so I, was very, I was very controlling. I'm the controlling older brother. You got the middle brother who's like all crazy. You got the younger sister who acts like a baby. And it's like, wait a minute. She's a professional with a higher degree than all of us is like (laughs) managing 30 people. Brother's like the most successful person in the world. I'm like a fucking idiot. And it's like, why do we fall back into our old roles? Because if it's tense in the room, I need to make everyone laugh. It's what I have to fucking do. That's my role. Everybody laugh. (laughs) I'm a monkey. (laughs) And then everyone just drinks too much. And then you fall back into your old shit. And then fireworks happen. The best thing that I can do going into Thanksgiving or the holidays is just remembering the dynamic. First of all, I love these people so much. Yeah. Like I would do anything for these people. Yet I treat them much differently than I how I would treat you. Like Matt, you tell me, yeah, I just spent $500 on a pickleball racket. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting, Matt. If one of my siblings did that, I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? 
Yeah, it's funny you said I treat them differently. I was like, don't you just mean you treat them worse? <laughs> it's insane the ways we talk to our parents and our siblings is like, and it's because like there's something good about it, which is like you have to love me anyway, so I can just tell you what I fucking think. But there are times when I'm like, why am I being such an asshole to my mom? What the fuck is that? In my late 20s and early 30s, I remember telling my mom like, you need to go to a fucking workout boot camp or you're going to fucking die in eight years. Jesus Christ. I'm like, I will sign you up. I will pay for it right now. You're going to a fucking boot camp. And she's like, I just, I'm not even overweight. I'm like, I know, but your heart must be sick in there. You never get it up above 80 beats per minute. Oh my God. She's like, I just want to have a glass of wine every night and just enjoy my life. Yeah. I know a lot of people who still are like trying to fix their family or whatever. And it's just like, it's so fraught. And I, you know, I really work on it going into every family event. I talk with my partner and we're like, okay, look, these are the, my favorite people in the world. Let's go in with love and compassion and let's treat them how I would treat my friends. Let's just try to get to the level of treating them how I would treat an absolute stranger. <laughs> if I can just treat them that well. Yeah, I know. Well, and what's funny is I have this constant reminder of that dynamic of being shitty to your mom because I see the way my daughter talks to my wife all the time. And I'm like, Jesus, baby, like why? Come on. It's weird. Everybody treats their mom so rough. My, mine is... It's funny because my mom and I agree about politics, but we don't agree about the extent to what she should always be angry about it all the time. Yeah. And so that's what I get on her for. Yeah. It's not helpful. Yeah. The other thing, all right, this is going to take a slightly serious turn. The other thing that I think is hard for me, and this is a classic, is that when your parents show signs that they're aging, you meet that with impatience and frustration. Yeah. And that can be like, I don't know how to work the thing or feeling like they're set in a certain way of thinking. But I've realized that that the reason that that works me up so much is ultimately I'm like, stop reminding me that you're going to die someday. I'm not quite ready to deal with that emotionally yet. Yeah. And so I just get pissed at him. Yeah. No, I feel that. I think that's where my, you need to do a boot camp thing came from. Yeah. Is like, why wouldn't you want to extend your life for five more years? Like, Thinking, well, if I could rewind to this moment right here, is there something I could say or do to help them become healthier to live longer? But at the end of the day, I mean, they're adults. Yeah. So yeah, part of it comes with that. And also just like the frustration of like, you're used to your parents being like relatively competent and or smarter than you when you were a kid, at least. Mm -hmm. And then when they like are kind of getting slow and you you kind of can get frustrated and snap at them. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's weird. It's like when you have kids and you're dealing with young kids and also, you know, in kind of the middle of your career, you kind of feel like I'm carrying a lot of shit. I'm the adult in the room. That's a weird thing to to then have that translate to feeling Feel that, that with, way your, parents. with your parents. I also don't think we do a good job as a, a culture, I guess, of like, we don't have elders. That is not like a respected position. No. In Get off the road, you fucking geezer. Get out of the way. I don't say that. No, you just lean on your horn. <laughs> uh, no, uh, for whatever reason, we're all about what's next, right? There's kind of like a worship of youth and youth dominates culture. And so we don't have elders. And I think- Actually, as a result, because people who are older get treated kind of like as in the way, they get more frustrating and less wise Yeah, because we're treating them like shit. You know what I mean? And they just want to tell people what they've learned. Yeah. I mean, one thing that has helped me a little bit, I like to actually imagine them dying and then make sure that I don't feel regret in how I've treated them. 
Am I being a fucking asshole? Mm-hmm. Did I snap at my mom because she was too funny with the waiter? Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm funny with waiters. Holy shit. I just was snapping at her because she was acting like me. Yeah. Maybe that's a part of myself that I don't like. I was saying with my mom, I get grumpy about how much I think political news affects her. But I think ultimately what I'm grumpier about is like, why do you spend so much time thinking about things that clearly bother you? Which is a thing that I do yeah. more than I should. So it's like, if I can fix this in you, maybe I can fix it in myself or something. There's so many parallels to how we treat our kids and just realizing that they're different people. It's an exercise in empathy and then kind of accepting them for who they are just so that you can enjoy your time with them. Yeah. Because there were so many experiences where we'd get together and there'd be like one massive blow up. Mm -hmm. We got into old dynamics, in our case, like some alcohol involved, just like after dinner. And then you just can't let go because you're not going to acquiesce to a sibling Mm -hmm. or you're not going to acquiesce to your mom. And then it just like blows up. Thankfully, we're good at rupture and repair. It's fine the next day. But still, it's like... What I always think about in conflict, especially with like a partner or with family member, is you always think it's the other person. And let's be honest, it fucking is. But I mean, no, it isn't. But what I'm saying is you only have control over yourself. What if I changed my behavior? Would the explosion happen? It always takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. So even if, let's say it's 80% their fault and 20% your fault, you take that 20% out That's the fuse. Mm -hmm. You lit the bomb. Mm -hmm. Just because you're right and your sibling or cousin or uncle or parents are fucking wrong, it doesn't mean you need to take it to the limit. Yeah. Like you have a sibling say something. What'd you say? What did you you just say a minute ago? What did you just say a minute ago? (laughs) Nothing. I I know what you said. I said fucking Donkey Kong is better than Toadstool in the second Mario Kart. You You fucking know know that's bullshit. (laughs) Who are we? Are we just like children? Who cares? (laughs) And that's something that I learned over the last 20 years. And our extended family visits have been amazing since. Yeah. All right. Let's look. Enough touchy-feely. I want to know. Because Thanksgiving is a time where if you play your cards right, the parenting load can, if you're lucky in your parents and your in-laws, feel more manageable. Yeah. So what is the fair amount of uh, child care help to expect from grandparents. Okay. I think that it's going to vary. Sure. Every parent is different. Every grandparent is different. And this is what it gets into, not expecting everything from everybody. They're all different. Yeah. What we have settled into on both the in-laws and my parents, if they're in town for three or four nights, we're going to have one date night. Then the grandparents get some alone time and get to do that bedtime. Mm -hmm. So if your parents are equipped to do a bedtime, which I think that that's, you know, a good thing to do, Mm -hmm. then, you know, let's say a three, four day visit, at least one night you're going out. But do you think structurally that grandparents have an obligation to take care of grandkids when they're around at the house? Do you think it is fair of you to expect something from them? Or is the truth that they already fucking raised you and your own kids are your problem and you're getting to stay at their house? You know what I mean? Uh, Well, here's the thing. I'll I'll tell you our dynamic and I only have a sample size of two. So my parents are full-time players. Mm -hmm. My mom will play with the six and eight-year-old Monopoly for like literally seven to 10 hours in a day. That's amazing. She'll play nonstop Monopoly and then my dad will play with our three-year-old and then at some point they'll play outside. But my parents are players mm-hmm. and they are full on full time. The bedtime for them, that bums them out. That I can tell they've never said it. That's not their cup of tea. Yeah. They're not like tactical, structural 
parents. They're full on dance party. Yeah. Let's make a fort. Let's go crazy. They're like massive kids and they play for 12 hours a day and then literally pass out. Which is probably why it's like two days. Yeah. Peace. Because that's. They're exhausted. They're probably doing Adderall. Doing blow. Like, (laughs) I mean, that is one thing that I have to remind myself of is like, I can't keep up with my six-year-old. No. My dad's like 70 and and he's like really an active dude, but nobody can hang with that kid except kids her age. Right. Whereas my in-laws are more like kind of surrogate us. Mm. They will do other things. They will set the kids up to like do their own thing. They're occupying the same space and caretaking them. And then they still play with them for sure. They'll play Monopoly. They'll play... But it's not all about like, let's just play. So for example, we had, my wife and I had to leave for nine days. The in-laws came in and just kind of like took them to daycare, mm-hmm. you know, had dinner with them. And they can quote last longer because they're not like flying so close to the sun. Yeah, 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 My yeah. parents li- routinely sweat <laughs> while they're playing with my kids. <laughs> One kind of pro tip, and I think this would have happened anyways, because like I said, my mom tends to click in with kids kind of the more they can have a conversation. but. My mom has gotten really into painting in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And we just made a real effort to like hype up that my mom wanted to paint with my oldest daughter mm-hmm. and then give my mom heads up. So she like collected rocks that they could paint together and looked up designs. And now whenever we get together, they at least one afternoon, maybe two afternoons, spend a long time painting together. We found the thing that they both like. And now everything about their relationship has taken off. No, that's great. Because yeah, sometimes like if it's just like, yeah, do what we do. Maybe the grandparents don't like that or, or yeah. you know, is good at it or whatever. And they do have a point that like, we already raised you. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why I say, when you say, what's the obligation? I'd say it's whatever they want to do. It kind of is, isn't it? But don't you get grumpy when you're like, ah, come on, <laughs> do a little more. I think you just have to ask. Yeah. The asking is the thing. And I think that like sometimes we worry, will they feel like they can say no if they really don't want to? It's like as soon as the ask is out there. But, but grandparents on the whole, I mean, think about how awesome it is to be a grandparent. You get to fly in, fly out. Like, yeah, you're exhausted, but it's like going to a wedding. You get all fucked up. You get the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's like a day and a half in Vegas, baby. Yeah. Um, go home and shower. Yeah. I, I got a pro tip for you. Give it to me. Especially if you have a family like mine that is like intense, high octane. The best thing that we ever did was if you have the financial means to do it, like get a side hotel or go camping. Mm-hmm. My in-laws will actually sometimes come in an RV. Don't stay in the same house. Yeah. It's a long ass day if you have to have coffee with your parents or grandparents or in-laws at 6.30 in the morning, they wake up and then you're like, uh, what do you, what do you guys want to eat? Uh, I got, uh, let's see, I got uh, cereal. I got yogurt. Um, I got oatmeal. Yeah. No one wants to see your fucking face until 10.30 anyway. Yeah. With my parents, it's like, hey, we're going to come over for lunch. <laughs> you know, it's not like being in each other's shit all the time. Yeah. There's, it's funny. There's this instinct to like, oh, we don't get to see each other often enough. Let's fucking go. But then no matter how much you want to see each other, you still don't want to see each other for 14 hours in a row. No one wants to see anybody at 7.15 in the morning. No. All right. So I think we've talked the shit out of grandparents. Let's talk a little bit about uh, aunts, uncles, and cousins. Cousins, let me just say. A good cousin friendship is a great thing. Kids' cousins are are great. Um, I also like to explain to older kids that like, 
yeah, you're going to know these kids forever. Forever, dude. Like what? I thought it was just my my sibling. Whenever you blow your son's mind, he turns into like a SoCal. Yeah. What? What? What are you doing? Take the four hundred five to the <laughs> California. Californians. Yeah. So aunts and uncles and cousins are great. And I've tried to, to have this with some of my friends too. I think it's really good for your kids to have adult relationships in their life other than you. Yeah. A good aunt, a good uncle is fucking awesome. Yeah. Because they're basically only a positive. I love explaining the similarities. I am an older brother. That's kind of like your guy's situation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, When yeah. we were your age, and then we will maybe tell stories. Remember that basketball hoop? Remember when you slipped and hit your head? Mm-hmm. And the kids will remember those stories because it's like, oh, you were like me. And we'll pull out some pictures of that. It's a little bit of the lore. Yeah, it's cool for them to think of you as a kid. Also, like a lot of aunts and uncles sound similar, look similar. Mm-hmm. So like even with young children, that's one of those things where the stranger danger sometimes doesn't happen. Yeah. My brother lives in kind of rural Ohio with this family and um, we don't see them in person as often as we should. It's just life and, you know. Yeah. But I always told my daughter this dumb joke. Uh, I think it's from a movie. I'd say uh, between me and my brother, we know everything. And she always go, no, you don't. And then she'd ask me something. And if I didn't know it, I'd always say, uh, my brother knows that one. And so one time she made me FaceTime my brother so she could ask us a question at the same time. And from then on, we would just FaceTime my brother for nothing special. We'd be out Mm -hmm. on a walk, getting ready for bed, or I'd make that stupid joke. And I'd just say, you want to FaceTime my brother? And she always says yes now. And we'll frequently bring it up herself. And it's because when we FaceTime my brother, if he can pick up, he's just like, oh, you want to fucking show me the like book of magical fairies that you're reading right now for 11 minutes? I will ask deeply engaged questions and tell you about a piece of music. My brother's a choral conductor. I'll tell you about a piece of music where they talk about this magical beast. He fucking crushes. Yeah, yeah. And it's so great because he's really in her life and she loves talking to him. And she doesn't usually groove in on FaceTime, but maybe it's something that's like, he looks a little bit like me. He talks a little bit like me. She knows I'm his brother. That's kind of weird. And he just gives a shit immediately. He treats her like family, even though they don't see each other often enough. And I, I just love the relationship they have. It really makes me happy. Well, that's that's really good. And we don't do that enough. Um, you know, the best time to do that is probably after the holidays, after a visit. Yeah. Where it's a little bit fresh. Like, okay, I know this person. Yeah. There's nothing worse than doing a FaceTime with a kid. It's like, talk to your aunt. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't like her. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, He's going through a phase, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so here's a wrinkle to that. Yeah. Is that it's awkward to parent around people who parent differently than you do, which is almost everyone and frequently your siblings. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that the biggest thing is like different strokes for different folks. I mean, some people have structured bedtime, some people don't. It's kind of like you see your your siblings so infrequently, or at least I do. Mm Mm-hmm. That like the holidays are maybe like, it's like a once a year thing, if that. Mm-hmm. It's like now's not the time to be talking about that unless that's what the dialogue becomes. Hey, I'm going through this. What right, do you think? Right, of right. course. Yeah. Let's jam on that. But like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, who cares? Someone could nitpick me about language with the kids or feeding them maybe something unhealthy or something. It's like, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. 
doing the best I can over here. Right. No one enjoys getting comments about how they're parenting, especially from your siblings or your your, your grandparents. Just let each other be who they are, you know? If, as long as we're not talking about neglect or abuse, come on, everyone's fucking asked out. I mean, this is not the time. And it's hard. I mean, again, we've been lucky. I have not felt a lot of judgment from my parents or from my wife's parents, but that is something that I think a lot of people deal with that just like, hmm, oh, okay. Or like kind of the judgment via your kid. Like when you were young, you always ate your whatever the fuck. I know this is easier said than done, but like even with my parents, even with the in-laws, when we first had kids, like they're going to say something like, oh, you're doing it that way. It doesn't need to be World War Three. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't. Obviously, the in-laws are the parents who are like toxic human beings. Yeah, fuck those people. But like, if they're just kind of annoying, mm-hmm. it's like, who's not annoying? I bet you I'm annoying to the grandparents. You know what I mean? Like, if we can just be the the bigger person to just take the energy out of the situation, it's just the same shit we're talking about with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just not use loud voices. <laughs> Or shame other people. Yeah. And then maybe we can all just get along. Yeah. And not try to, this is something that I think my wife would say. This, you know, she's a therapist in the organization she works with, talks about this a lot. When people can't control themselves, they try to control other people. Control yourself. And it's like, if the cousins are staying up later and you have a normal bedtime, I kind of believe these are some of the times to create some of those core memories. So catching fireflies outside till 10 p.m. Yeah. Go time. This is go time. I mean, I do think we've run into things where like a cousin will be doing something that I don't want her to do. And maybe it's because the cousin's older, or maybe it's just because the cousin's dad worries less about somebody falling than I do. And I don't know if he's right or I'm right or what even the fuck, like, or if there even is a right. I'll just be like, you can't do that, baby. And she's like, but the cousins are doing it. I'm like, I'm sorry. And she's like, that's not fair. And I'm like, yeah, that's life. I'm your dad. And I think the key in all that is like not bringing judgment to it, which is so hard because we like judge. It's like, well, I don't want to question the way I'm doing it. So better judge the way they're doing it. Especially with, uh, you know, a sibling. We've been comparing each other our whole lives. Yeah. How fast you do that? How high can you throw it? Yeah. It's like, how are you parenting? So (laughs) as long as it doesn't come with piss and vinegar, if you have a good relationship, there's a good way that... This can come up as a good conversation and something to actually talk about. Yeah. My brother and I talk more and more about parenting. I really like it. Yeah. Same same with us. I will sometimes if I see something that it, like I feel like I can tell the parents having a hard time, I'll try to think of something I have a hard time with and just bring it up. Yeah. And just be like, we're, this is an open forum for the things we're not good at. If you feel like you can thread that needle, <laughs> go for it. But I mean- yeah. yeah. You got to really read the room. You don't open your mouth until you know what the no, shot is. The shot is. <laughs> you ever worked a day in your life? There you go. But I really, I really believe in the idea of family. And maybe I'm old fashioned that way. These are people who like share a lot of history with you and like the, all the things that got us up to this point. I mean, look, I'm I'm speaking from a, I'm really lucky in that I like get along with my family and I get along with my in-laws, not unequivocally, not without conflict, but generally. But I think it's like worth really making an effort because I, I also think it's a it's like a chance to be close to people that you wouldn't be close to otherwise. My wife's brother and his wife are both Christian and they fucking live it too, man. They like have people in their house in times of need and they started a nonprofit that 
helps convicted felons. And they, I mean, they're like amazing people. We have deeply different worldviews, but like they're a good hang and that their kids treat my kids good. And my brother and I probably wouldn't be friends if we weren't brothers, but who cares? It doesn't matter. Like we're closer than friends. Yeah. So there is something in a family that is like really special and worth working at even when they annoy you. Yeah. Or even when they're like, oh, that's weird that you think that. A hundred percent. And like we have people in our family that, you know, have different ideological, different political things. At the end of the day, what are we trying to achieve here? I just want to have a decent holiday. Mm-hmm. And if you are so certain that like someone is that toxic, why are you even going over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're waiting for your someone in your extended family to say something political or religious or whatever that you don't believe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to snap at them. Yeah. And it's like, who actually caused that problem? Even if you believe that they're wrong, you lit the fire or you have the ability to remove the fuel from the fire. We always have the ability to do that. Do you talk to your in-laws about politics? No, we uh, we have different views, but we're it's almost like an unwritten rule that like yeah. we don't talk about it. Yeah. And even like my, my parents, we don't talk politics either. Just because like I subscribe to a low information diet. I'll watch the debates and do my duty as a mm-hmm. as a public citizen to be an informed voter. But outside of that, I find that a lot of news is causing stress. So I try not to to look at it. Yeah. So yeah, we don't talk about that. And it's kind of like, even if some of that bubbles up, if someone on either side says something kind of inflammatory, who cares? I'm not going to engage because at the end of the day, what what am I trying to focus on here? I love these people. I want to have a good visit. I do kind of feel like if if the political stuff can really break family relationships, it's like, well, then they've won. If they've managed to frame it to you in those terms where anybody that you don't agree with must be bad. That's their whole game, you know, making making the other guy the enemy. That is not what we need to be doing as a society. And sometimes you get you get in these things where even if it's not politics or religion or whatever, just infighting in a family, just on each other. Mm-hmm. We're reading these books. I recommend. You ever read the Spiderwick Chronicles? No. Fucking cool. Reading it to my six year olds. High magic, pretty well written. Mm-hmm. We're in like the third book. It's a whole series. But the kid, there's three siblings. There's two twins and an older sister. And they are just, they are not nice to each other. They don't really like each other. They're all super different. Mm-hmm. But they move into this old haunted house where there's like all these like goblins and fairies and whatever else around. They have to fight. So it can be a little like scary, but in a way that I'm cool with, with a book. Mm-hmm. But there's this cool thing where they'll be so shitty to each other. And then a goblin will grab one of them. And the other two are like, Let's fucking go. That's what family is. Having each other's back. Having each other's back. You know when it comes down to it. And so to let those like differences, I'll get into it sometimes about politics with, with my in-laws because we disagree, but they're not unreasonable people. And I remember one time I was getting heated with my wife's dad. Not like, it, it wasn't like heated, but we were like disagreeing with each other. We were like, well, come on, man. Like, you know, yeah. and my daughter woke up and she came down to find me. And she goes, what were you guys talking about? And at the same time, we were both like, just a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Just like we were just running our mouths. And it was this thing. I was like, yeah, I mean, compared to you take my daughter fishing. I don't even worry about who you voted for. Yeah. What the fuck? I trust my daughter on a lake with you. That's an advanced American conversation that sounds very healthy. Well, I feel like I actually learned something because most mm-hmm. of what I get is stuff that agrees with me because that's how we've built information. Yeah. Is that you get the stuff you like. 
And it's funny now with my mom, it's like, I agree with you, but can we not, can we just talk about it less? I don't want to think about it as much. So we're going to also just talk about the holidays because that's coming right up. It's a form of an extended family visit. So the 2018 study found that 88% of Americans felt stressed while celebrating the holidays. We've hit the good stuff. Here's the bad stuff. You know, people in the United States are most likely to cope with holiday induced stress by engaging in like eating comfort foods, watching TV, sleeping and drinking. So a lot of like, uh, you know, deviating from our routine. Probably not sleeping as well. Yeah. Diet is somewhat messed up. And this is the holidays, but it's also just pretty much any time you go on a road trip or fly to go visit with family. So so how do you deal with that? I do think setting yourself up right with food and groceries is worth doing. Making a grocery shopping stop while you're there. Because I have had that thing where it's like, I've eaten nothing but heavy foods and gotten nine quality sleep, and I just feel horrible. My wife really pushes this agenda, and I'm glad she does, even though I, I probably gripe about it. Always like planning out the dinners. Okay, we'll cook tonight. Oh, we'll cook tomorrow yeah. night. And then it's like, okay, well, then we can go out to dinner on the third night. you know. And then it's like, okay, all the dinners are planned. Uh-huh. You're not like hitting 4.30, like, what are we going to do? Okay, let's order. And then you're eating like pizza every night or something or Chinese or it's like you want to take it easy on yourself. Yeah. But not take it so easy on yourself that all you eat is like Doritos and onion dip. Yeah. And then you're just like, I took it too easy. <laughs> like you still <laughs> gotta like go outside and walk around. I'm hurting. I feel hurting. Yeah. So you gotta try to take care of yourself a little bit. I mean, it should be said that like that eighty eight percent stat, there's a lot of logistics to it, which is that not the CEO of my family. I think my wife probably carries more of our holiday stress just because she has to like get everybody packed and make sure we got the shit and bought the right groceries and whatever else. So it's a good reminder to me to like that 88% number is a good reminder to me to be supportive of my partner. Like my wife is the one who will go to the grocery store if we have a little kitchenette in our hotel or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What else, man? Oh, how permissive do, are you with like the spoilage of the grandparents. The spoiling of the kids? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm pretty lax on it. We were we were kind of aggro about it with our first kid. It's like, we have a routine. There's naps at these times and bedtime. And you give them avocado and whatever. Yeah, we're just totally done with that now. Yeah, well, you're on your third one. You're like, where yeah. is she? Has, has yeah. anyone seen her? <laughs> this is honestly probably better. Yeah. Oh, you know what? My wife sent me this thing a long time ago that I think sums it all up. Thanksgiving. You can't change your in-laws' political views, but you can turn off motion smoothing on their television. (laughs) What is that? It makes the TV jumpy? No, motion smoothing, it's like for sports. Like Movies are shot at 24 frames per second. TV is at 30 frames per second. Motion smoothing interpolates between frames to make the action look super smooth, but Uh it makes movies look like creepy home videos. That's motion smoothing. You gotta turn that shit off. Don't let your in-laws leave that on. It's bad for them. That's like the most passive-aggressive thing. Yeah. The only thing worse than watching Fox News is watching Fox News with motion smoothing on. Okay. <laughs> easy. 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 <laughs> Look, man, I rag on my mom for watching too much MSNBC. I'm like, that shit'll rot your brain. They're just trying to make you mad. Oh um, god. We're gonna lose all our sponsors. <laughs> oh no. Fox News has up until this point been our primary sponsor. Yeah, that's what I'm really upset about. That and the National Rifle Association. Yeah, NRA, I was going to say. We're going to lose them.